is episode number 105 on relationships and connection. This is going to be the first part of a little series that we're going to do for this month of December, talking all about marriage and relationships. Welcome to the Wannabe Balanced Podcast, encouraging you to become the best version of yourself as you strive for balance in motherhood and business. Self-made millionaires, Sean and Crystal Escobar, will help you discover your passion and offer valuable insight into how you can make your dreams come true. And now your host, author, blogger, YouTuber, and wannabe balanced mom, Crystal Escobar. I'm here with Sean today. We're going to talk all about marriage, and this is going to be the first part series of a few more episodes that we'd like to do on this topic. Um, we have a lot of things to share. <laughs> we've been married 16 and a half years and we've learned a lot over the years and we're just going to kind of go over some of the things that I think have been the most um, eye-opening for us, even go into detail about <laughs> some of the arguments we've had. So as we dive deeper into this topic on relationships and marriage and connection it's just really funny because over the weekend, Lily and I took a little stroll down memory lane. I drove her through one of my old neighborhoods and I was just telling her all kinds of stories about my teenage years. And it, I think it was just so fun for both of us to reminisce because the time I moved there in that neighborhood was the exact same age as Lily, ninth grade. So when we got home, we also pulled out some of my old journals. And interestingly enough, she she actually is really fascinated by my life <laughs> when I was younger. She loves to read my journals and she just, I don't, I, I think it's so cute that she finds so much interest in, in, um, in my younger years because she's not really interested in my life now. <laughs> so when I see her like wanting to read my journals, I'm like, oh, cute. <laughs> anyway, she it was cute too, because she says that she wishes that she grew up in in our era. <laughs> she says that things just seemed a lot more fun back then. And um, like she actually said that she wishes that we didn't have cell phones and texting and social media and she just can't imagine what that would be like. And so I think she finds it really interesting to hear about what was life like when you had to use payphones and like pagers and you just like showed up at people's doorsteps. <laughs> like people don't do that anymore. Anyway, we were uh, reading old journals and we happened to get to the one to the one that talks about the tail end of one of my high school relationships, one of my longest relationships. And it was all about my breakup and how hard it was on me and it reminded me of all my codependencies, my fears, my insecurities and it was just kind of really cool to reflect and see how far I've come in it's been about 20 years since <laughs> since that that relationship. So, I'm still a work in progress, but it's taken me a long time to accept the fact that Sean and or anyone else does not have the ability to make me happy as much as I want to tell him to do certain things or say certain things. Um, but I, I, you know, one of my favorite movies back then was Jerry Maguire. And in my journal, I made a list of all the things that I wanted in a guy. And on that list, I wrote, I want a guy that will tell me that I complete him. And funny thing is that Sean actually does say that to me a lot and I love it. But... <laughs> 
it's like I just really want to I want to believe in that like there's a part of me that still wants to believe that like we need each other and and I can't live without you and you know but at the same time I'm like just trying to learn well how do you like how do you get to a place where you're not dependent on the other person for your happiness you know and so I think I'm still navigating that I feel like I've made a lot of progress but um but Sean actually wanted to share something what's up guys what's happening I told Crystal that I asked her if I could just have this mic for a minute and she would just walk away um, not because I want to dominate the podcast, but because, uh, as she was doing that intro, it made me, I am proud of her. I'm proud of what she's overcome and become. I'm proud of us, what we've overcome and become. We're certainly nowhere near where we could be, where we hope to be. We just had a fight just recently, two fights, just stupid stuff. Like we, we do this and we become like children. It's the funniest thing. Like looking back on it, I'm like, I'm luck. I'm luck. We have it inside jokes too. It's bananas. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> forgive me. Oh man. That's just from a guy that we, we know and love. He's awesome. But um, anyway, Crystal, I want to tell you some of the things that I'm most proud of her for, uh, because she's a tremendous person. She's a tremendous person and she has good intentions. So early on when she started doing like blogging and things of that nature, I actually thought that she was the type of person that just desperately wanted attention. Okay. I thought that about my wife. I thought, geez, like what happened in her childhood? to make her so desperate for attention. And that's just the way I interpreted it. I just interpreted it as this individual needs attention. And that's why she's putting out so much stuff online. And that's why she's, you know, constantly creating things and, and pursuing things. It's crazy. Like, I don't see, I don't see it that way at all anymore. In fact, I know I was way off base. So Crystal is a person who, um, she is desperate to uh, prove her worth and her value and contribute and feel like she has, you know, brought um, value to people's lives and that she's uplifted people. Now, if you if you understood her background, her upbringing, um, her family environment, it makes perfect sense. But, you know, there again, we're all different. So, her her sisters, her brother, they, they don't have to be like her, but me knowing Crystal as well as I know Crystal over time, and the only way you can get to know someone this intimately is over time because you don't, you know, yeah, it takes building trust and it takes a tremendous amount of, of uh, vulnerability. And that is built on years and years and years of, I mean, holy crap, like we have done a tremendous amount of um, investment in terms of getting to know one another and learning about one another and understanding one another. Um, that's one of the reasons I love it when people, even though they break up, they stay friends. Like, I think that's so cool because, come on. I mean, we, can we not assume the best about each other? Can I do. I, I know Crystal's got good intentions. Um, 
even if we were to ever separate, I know Crystal's a good person. I know she's got good intentions. Um, and so with all that said, like Crystal has done so many amazing things and I just want to acknowledge her for that while I have this microphone. Ha ha ha. So for instance, even though we're not Mormon anymore, um, Crystal went through a time in her life in her teens where, you know, we all did. We all kind of went through that uncertain time where things got confusing and, you know, maybe we were curious and went down some forbidden paths. It's all, you know, based on your environment, based on your parameters, what is forbidden, right? But um, Crystal kind of has prided herself on doing hard things, which is cool because that's one thing we have in common. We're very different, but we pri we both pride ourselves on doing things differently than everyone else, bucking the status quo um, and doing hard things, okay? We both do. And Crystal is, you know, that's why she decided to run a marathon. Um, I think she was 19 or 18, and she decided to run a marathon, and she just started training for it like Crystal does, like consistent and organized and you know she she runs this marathon and she completed that and it gave her a real sense of purpose and meaning and and uh you know so it's interesting because I would never run a marathon like for me logically it doesn't make any sense like that's the way that my brain works it's like what's the reward what's the cost uh why are we doing this can I win is there do we get paid <laughs> Giving you guys some insight into my shallow thinking. <laughs> but that's not how I am at the core, I promise you. It's just, that's the surface level stuff of me. Uh, that's the shell. But anyway, uh, Crystal was like, she just loved it. Loved the experience of of being so dedicated. And, and, uh, and she's cool that way. Like, she just loves the process. And... Uh, and she's dedicated to it. She's she's very, very dedicated. So then she decides like, oh, you know, not a lot of women go on Mormon missions. Uh, and a lot, back then, not a lot did. And and she's like, I, if, if, if anybody would go, we're kind of similar that way. Like I, I thought the same thing. Nobody expected to me, me to go on a mission. Um, and I felt charged to do it. And so Crystal, same thing. She was like, I'm going to go on a mission. And people were like, what the hell? Like, you know, and people would say that to her face. People would say like, huh, you like, you're not cut out for that. And so not only did she go on a mission, but she went to Germany, which is brutal, like brutal. Uh, I've heard it said that if you go to Germany on your mission, you do not go there to convert other people. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just too hard. It's just too hard of a place. Um, the people are hardened and they're skeptical and they're, um, but she did it, you know, she did it and it was painful and it was hard. And, and, you know, what's one thing about her? She's real. She's authentic. Like she'll tell you how hard it was. She'll tell you the struggles. She'll tell you that she wanted to come home. She'll tell you that she was homesick. So I know all the stories and, um, and, you know, but she did it. And then, you know, she comes back and so many different things that are about Crystal that are unique. Like we got married really fast and it's interesting because her bishop at the time told her not to marry me uh, because I think he was just worried we were moving too fast and we transgressed and we were honest about it right away. We came forward with that information and her bishop was like, whoa, like who is this guy and told her not to marry me. And she, you know what she did? She just stopped going to that bishop. She just said, well, 
that's his view of Sean, then I, I refuse to associate with him. And she just went to a different bishop. That's the kind of person, you know, she's cool that way. Like Crystal's so true to her colors. I love that about her. So true to her colors. Doesn't matter if it's popular. Doesn't matter if it's misinterpreted. Like she's just really cool that way. Um, and I'm sure you guys can, can connect with some of this stuff on a personal level. Uh, but even me, like her family was, some of her family was telling her, no, no, not him. Don't, don't marry him. And we moved fast. We were engaged within three weeks, married within three months. But, um, you know, Crystal, and to be fair, like I had gone through a divorce. Um, there were rumors about me. I had a one night stand, the only one night stand in my whole life. And I was mortified by it. I was, and I got punished by the church. Uh, it was, it was, you know, one of those things. Um, but this was, you know, I was single. I was, I was post mission and I totally just, I just blew it. Uh, but it was with one of Crystal's best friends. And I didn't even, I wasn't even associating with Crystal at the time. We didn't even know each other, but it's so interesting because I went to Crystal, we went out on a date and a lot of, a lot of people don't even know this story, but I, I, we went on a date and then I was like Twitter pated with Crystal. And so the next day I, I asked her where she lived, uh, or I had driven her home and, and, and I, I went the next day with flowers and I was being romantic and I came to the door with flowers and guess who opens the door, but this girl who I had had a one night stand with and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's a horrible. I'm I'm putting a horrible meaning on that one night stand. That's that's not right of me because, you know, we were I was intimate with this girl. I think the reason that I I do carry some shame around that is because I didn't know this person, and like that was just wasn't like me. Religion, no religion. You know, uh, like take God out of it, take God fearing out of it, and it's like whoa, Sean. Like you can't just do that with random people. That was weird. I go to give Crystal these flowers and who answers the door? I mean, talk about crazy, weird stuff. But this girl that I'd had a one night stand with answers the door. And I was like, uh, is Crystal here? Crystal comes to the door. She sees or senses that there's a weird energy, but I just, I gave her the flowers and I left. And then I thought, oh my God, I, this is, I don't stand a chance. This is over. I blew it. I blew it. You know, I'm going to, I'm paying a price for that big mistake that I made. Well, I went and I wrote a letter and explained everything. And then I gave the letter to Crystal. This is the kind of person that just, she believed me because I told the truth. I could have been lying, but I told the truth and she chose to believe me. Um, rather than, you know, she could have made up all kinds of stories and she could have gotten really, really scared and she could have you know, said, Oh God, this guy is a mess. But, um, she believed me, which to me means a lot. And I'm forever grateful for that. That's the kind of person she is though. Not that she would be taken advantage of. She's actually quite strong. Um, but she really does like hope for the best in people and give people the benefit of the doubt, brings out the best in people. Uh, and so then like, there's other things like, what we do for a living is very unorthodox. It's very unorthodox. Uh, we live based on commission and commission only. Like I do, I've never had a salary. I've never had a job. I've never had a W2 pay stub in my life. And so she's, 
you know, Crystal stepped into a space where at first we weren't making a lot of money and we had to work really, really hard. Um, and she had a vision, you know, we had a mutual vision and we understood that and we, you know, we kind of brought that to fruition together. It's so meaningful to me that the history there and the, the story and, um, how we have, over, have overcome certain things and how we've, you know, fought and worked and, um, and it's not to prove anything to anyone, but it's just to have what we want. It's, it's so important to me. Um, what we've accomplished together. It's so meaningful to me. Uh, Crystal wanted to homeschool. So she homeschooled for years. Like she's just not the type of person that does things half-assed. Like when she decides to do something, she really, really invests a lot into it and gives it everything she has. Even if ultimately she decides it's not for her or for the situation, like ultimately she stopped homeschooling. But even still, like our kids are always way ahead in their reading. They were always way ahead in, um, you know, uh, how they scored because of all the time she would invest in them. Lots and lots of time takes it very, you know, she, she just really does. She takes pride in all that stuff, which is cool because I'm more lackadaisical. I'm more laid back. I'm more unorganized and fly by the seat of my pants and procrastinate and, uh, all of that. So, like she compliments me so much in so many ways. And, and, uh, I really appreciate that. But, uh, you know, then she decided she wanted to have a home birth. And so she, she had a home birth and it was brutal and it was painful and it was miserable. And, and she, but she prepared, like she did everything she could to prepare for. It was still miserable, but then she's the, a cool kind of person where she's like, wait a minute, why did I have a bad experience when other people have had a, a good experience? So when she had that baby, Brooklyn, she, I remember her screaming at the top of her lungs, why did I choose to do this? She was in contra contractions. I would never do this again. And I will never do this again like that. And yet the next baby, what happens? Like momnesia. <laughs> she does it again. Uh, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to conquer this. Like, I believe I can do it in such a way that, um, that I don't have to be in so much pain and that it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, so brutal. And, and I want it to be this spiritual experience that I've heard about. So she does it again and she devotes even more energy and, and more passion and more of her heart and soul to it. And guess what? She brings that about. That's pretty rare, you know, like that's pretty cool because that's a, like the most painful thing you'll do in your life. And I'm not diminishing moms who go get the epidural. In fact, one of the main reasons Krista looked into natural birth wasn't to like be, be better than anyone or like have this like badge of honor. It was because she got an epidural and it didn't work. And then, um, it didn't work on like, I think one half of her body. And so she like felt the pain. And, but beyond that, like she had forever had this pain in her back where they'd done the epidural. And so she's like, well, what's the point, you know, because I, I have so much ongoing pain from where they put that in and I'm not going to bother with that. But, you know, it's just, I am looking at, I'm looking in hindsight at all these different things. It's very interesting. Uh, she decided to blog. She devotes herself to it. She decided to do kombucha. And she just devotes herself to it, like just does it all out. She was featured on the news and everything else. She says she's going to write a book. 
she she writes the book, she would wake up early just to devote the time to it because she didn't want to upset our home and upset our flow. And so she would just pay a price just to, just to, to get it done and to pump it out. Um, she did lead us out of our religion. So it's so interesting, you guys, because I was unhappy in the religion and I was very unhappy in the religion. And I think what happened was it was, it was sucking the life out of me over time. So from the age of, you know, 19, all the way, 18, all the way till I was 38, it's just sucking the life out of me over time slowly. And as I look at pictures of myself, I go, oh my God, like I just, I could see that the life was literally sucked out of me. I know it's not the experience for everybody. Some people really thrive in that environment. And crystals help me understand that and see that for what it is. But for me, I, it was not a good, healthy environment for me. And I think that it wasn't uh, uh, healthy for Crystal either because I noticed something. She started looking to all these other sources for inspiration and for motivation and, and for um, spiritual food. She started to, and, and then I would, I was confusing me. Why couldn't she find that in those parameters? Well, she couldn't. That's that's all that matters. She couldn't find it in those parameters. And so next thing you know, um, I had just kind of made this, this conscious decision. Like, I love my wife so much. I love my family so much. Like, I will, even though I am not enjoying this and I don't like it and I wish I could somehow, some way get out of it, but it's... But for me, I would say it's true. Therefore, there's nothing I can do. It's true. And so I will pay the price. I will just do it. I, I'm supposed to do it. It's the right thing to do. It's true. So I would do it, even though it was costing me greatly. But she's different. Like I, I, I view Crystal as more powerful than me because uh, she was having the same yearnings and she did something about it. Like, that's freaking nuts. I remember her saying to me, do we have a choice? And I was like, <laughs> I think I said no. <laughs> I think I said like, or at least I know I thought no. Like, no, we do not have a choice. Absolutely not. And she's like, do we have a choice? I think we do. I think we can choose no, not to, to do it. And I just remember like looking at her like, who the hell are you to say that? Who are the, who the hell are you to think that? Like, whoa, this person has some, this person has some kahunas. This person's pretty bold, pretty brave. I remember having like mad respect. Um, and I just followed her. Like, that's what a lot of people don't know. I hate that about our uh, cultural environment when it comes to men. I hate that, that a lot of people think that, that men uh, are, are powerful and men are, and like in my situation, Crystal has done like so many hard things and, and she's led the way. Uh, and with that decision to ultimately do what was the right thing for us was to, leave that lifelong religion 
and yet, you know, she just stood tall and was like, we don't have to do this. She gave me the courage. She, she, she gave me the courage. Um, and I, it's interesting. I, I would always look at that 1134, 11:34 the time. And I would reverse it. It would say hell. Then I'd say, I'm going to hell because of all these reasons. Cause I'm a horrible Mormon. I'm, I'm not good enough. I break my covenants. And, um, and now I've tried to, I'm, I'm attempting to change my mindset. Every time I see 1134, I, I say, oh my God, yes, yes, thank you. Cause it, I got out of hell for me, for me personally, being in those parameters in that environment, it was hell for me, guys. It was hell for me. I don't even know how to explain why that's hell for me, but it was hell for me. Um, and so she like liberated me. <laughs> so every time I see 1134 now, I'm replacing that guilt and that shame and, and I'm replacing it with thank, thank God and, and thank God for this woman that led me out of that and saved me from that and, and um, really cool stuff. So anyway, she uh, said she wanted to be a life coach. And so what does she do? She becomes a life coach. You know, there's a lot of people that I think I do this a lot. Like I say, I'm going to do things and I don't do it. Or I think I could do. Crystal's cool that way. Like she sees things. She's like, why not me? Oh, they, they did it. Why can't I do it? Love that. Love, love, love that. I, I have some of that in me, but I don't follow through a lot. Does that make sense? So anyway, I've been rambling on long enough. Um, she's going to feel embarrassed to even share this with, with you guys. I don't care. I mean... I can brag on my wife, right? I can brag on my wife. And I feel like we're one. Like that's been the coolest thing in the last uh, two and a half, almost three years. The coolest thing in our relationship has be, has been the oneness that we've um, discovered. So her personality, her behavior, um, it complements mine. And my personality, my behavior, the way I am, who I am, how I am, compliments her and and uh we tolerate each other's weaknesses we utilize one another's strengths give each other the benefit of the doubt um <laughs> we just need to get to a better space emotionally we're both so emotionally charged that gets hard uh that gets really really hard when you're both emotional people and uh something happens and and you know emotions can bubble over and then I bringing out the worst in her and she's bringing out the worst in me. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if that's the right way of putting it, but it, it just boils over and this isn't happen all the time, but it's happened, you know, it, it's happened and it happened more recently. And, and then we look at it, we go, what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, hi, Crystal. I was just telling everybody how evolved we are as a couple, how, uh, anyway, I'm done. Okay. So, yeah, it was good being with you guys. Um, keep up the great work. And the only thing I could tell you is don't tolerate abuse, okay? You cannot tolerate abuse. So you have to get brave enough to, to say... Is this normal? What we're what we're going through? Is this normal? 
or is this uh, unhealthy and abusive? Um, and if it's abusive, we want to encourage you to get professional help. That might actually involve like a psychologist or some kind of a relationship expert. And that's the right thing to say because there are some situations where there, there are legitimate mental illness or legitimate um, domestic abuse, violence, and please, please, please be brave enough to stand tall and, and get some help and get out of that situation if, if that were the case. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.